Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for January the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, to do so using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Two incredible guests today, Dr. Scott Bradley, always with me on Mondays and Fridays. Welcome, sir. Well, good morning to you, Sam, and of course to everyone that's listening. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, there you have it. We also have uh, Alex Newman with us, well-known uh, reporter, writer, speaker, everything else under the sun. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Great to be here. Thank you for having me, Sam. Now, where are you right now, Alex? Let's get a quick update on that real quick. I am in Nashville, Tennessee for the Reawaken America tour. So I just arrived here last night from Florida. Wonderful. Let's get a quick update to start out and say, hey, where uh, or what's going on at that conference, Alex? Uh, well, they've been happening across the country. It's um, you know put on by uh, Clay Clark and General Flynn. Um, it's a big rally for people who, uh, who love God and country and uh, are tired of the deep state running over us. Dr. Bradley, what do you say to that? Well, we definitely need more friends in this cause of liberty battle. I, I hope it's awakening, as the, the title might suggest, a great number of Americans across the country. I, I suspect that um, there probably are, you're gathering a lot of people that already are focused on that. I, I hope you're casting, well, maybe it's not you, obviously, but I hope a wide net's being cast to gather as many as we can. We, we, Liberty needs a lot more friends, and, and we need a lot fewer in the, in the arena that seems to be prevalent in so many areas. I mean, the red wave that didn't happen, for example, is an indication of how deep the problem really is in this country, I'm afraid. Alex? Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, reinforcements are coming little by little. I think it's more and more people... Uh, realize that we're being deceived, that we've been lied to on a massive scale, that um, you know we're losing uh, so much uh, liberty, so so many constitutionally protected rights. Um, you know, people are waking up, and that's really encouraging. Uh, and these rallies, you know, they bring together five, ten thousand people, uh, and then these people go out, they fan out in their communities, and uh, hopefully continue the awakening. So. Can I be super blunt? I appreciate the five and 10,000 people come out, and it's a great rally, and it's great education and all that kind of stuff, but does it really change the game, or do people just eat and retreat, Alex? Well, that's a fair question. Um, you know, I, I, um, I think there's always, you know, that challenge. Are we just preaching to the choir? And, of course, to some extent it is. Uh, you know, the choir needs um, updated information. Uh, you know, it's good to come together. With others who uh, who share similar beliefs, but uh, you know the the challenge is always uh, you know how do we break through to the remaining zombies that are still watching CNN that are still watching uh, ABC and NBC and CBS fake news, and um, 
you know, I don't think any of us have that answer necessarily, or we wouldn't be in this mess as a country, right? So uh, that's the challenge and uh, something that I think we all need to work on. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, there are really good things happening and really bad things happening. Yeah, the the uh, evil forces arrayed against our country are um, are strong and uh, very powerful. But uh, so are the American people. And uh, again, I think that there is a real awakening happening now that you wouldn't understand from watching the fake media, but that if you go and talk to regular people, um, it'll become very quickly apparent that, um, you know what, mainstream America has realized that we're being lied to. They may not know all the details yet, but, um, you know, that's, that's part of the reason for these rallies is, uh, you know, get the people informed so they can go and share with their churches, with their families, with their neighbors, with their communities, with their gun clubs. And, um, you know, it's just person by person. So we didn't get into this mess overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. So, Amen to no, that. Sam, Dr. Bradley, I want you to respond to this, but I, I don't mean that to be a negative question to Alex. I don't mean that to be like a, hey, this is worthless or anything. What I really mean the question to drive to our listeners and to everybody everywhere is it all depends on what we do when we get home from these events, Dr. Bradley. It, it, the events are great. It's what we do when we get home that matters, Dr. There's no question. I mean, this isn't a meet, eat, and retreat kind of thing. This is a long haul. As Alex points out, uh, we didn't get in this overnight. We're not getting out overnight. My problem, my concern, I mean, there's many concerns, obviously, but one of my grave concerns is that people will get frustrated and uh, they'll go off half-cocked. I mean, you know, it's a terminology maybe even a lot today wouldn't understand. Uh, but but this idea of ready aim fire is not where people are today. It's fire ready aim sometimes. Now I will say this: uh, Alex and I spoke at a an event uh, back in April, I believe it was, and then we we had lunch together with some friends. Uh, I I would say this: Alex is a is one of the good guys. He really truly is, and he brings no a lot question. of yeah. He he brings a lot of very very not only valid but. Uh, motivating information to the whole game um, and, and so this obviously is is something that we're grateful that he's engaged in one of the th things that I've uh, and, and again I did a webinar last night and and you know most of the people that participate in that are, are very well they consider themselves to be quite activist in the, in this idea of restoring liberty but it never ceases to amaze to amaze me how completely devoid of understanding even many that seem to be uh, focused, and uh, you probably have three-quarters of the people that are at your rally today uh, that will be in this category, I fear, where they, they lack an understanding of the strength of what is really involved in, in what we as a nation <coughs> excuse me, were originally <coughs> established on. And uh, fundamental principles, um, they get sucker-punched all the time. We had a major question last night that I've spent probably 20 minutes on about something that is so fundamental to the um, to even continuing. People get up and they roll over and die because, and, and I guess that's what I'm going to say and, and without going into all the details and taking up all the time. We need to help people understand the foundational things that we have got, the strengths that we've got. This Constitution, this multi-level, multi—not multi-level marketing, multi-layered level of strengths, where we have everything from the family to our churches to our communities to our counties and states and on up, and and this is a divided and subdivided 
power base. It's not a centralized, monolithic thing like the Soviets did from the 1930s on with their five-year plans. They cannot constitutionally do what they're claiming they can do to us, but sadly, far too many Americans, I'll just take, for example, this January 10th meeting in Mexico City, where the three amigos got together down there, and uh, and people are all a Twitter about the fact, that's another poor term, a Twitter about the fact that uh, it's over, our Constitution's gone. They've blended our countries, and, and now we, we just, uh, the North American Union. It's a tragic reality. Why? Alex is it's live stupid. right now from the Reawaken American Tour. They're calling it Reawaken Nashville, Tennessee. Are you speaking there, Alex? Uh, briefly, yes. And your speech will be on? Uh, well, all the things that we've been talking about right now. you know, And uh, I think uh, Dr. Bradley made a good point about this North American Union that's worth... Um, reiterating and, and emphasizing yes uh you know they're acting like uh, their tyranny is in place and it's all over and you might as well just give up i think that's a psychological operation designed to demoralize us and uh, we need to not succumb to that kind of stuff um as uh, as dr bradley just pointed out uh, we still have multiple levels of protection none of these things that they're perpetrating against us are constitutional and so um you know we need to start uh, resisting at the local level, at the state level, and making clear that uh, none of these things are authorized by the Constitution. Uh, that's one of the reasons I think it's so critical that we uh, work to defeat these efforts to call uh, constitutional conventions, because uh, I believe that's one of the ways that they want to try to legitimize what they're doing. Yeah, right now they've got a lot of um, conservatives on board with this. I think they're not necessarily thinking through all the implications because, um, you know, they're thinking, well, hey, we're going to pass an amendment to limit the power of the federal government. Uh, the Constitution already drastically limits the power of the federal government. Um, you know, we're not going to uh, fix um, fix the issues by changing the Constitution because none of these things are constitutional. The only thing that can happen then is we'll lose ground and they legitimize some of these abuses. Uh, right now, we're in the right. Right now, all the things that these criminals are doing are flagrant violations of the supreme law of the land. Um, if we allow our Constitution to be opened up for amendments and possible changes. Um, they will just codify their criminality is what will happen. Precisely. Uh, all right, what about precisely. this, what about this uh, uh, American Union uh, that you mentioned, Dr. Bradley, and then that dovetailing into the meeting at Davos right now, right, Dr. Bradley? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all uh, involved in this globalist movement. I mean, the idea of, for example, the North American Union thing, it's simply a uh, manifestation of the regional arrangements that the, the uh, United Nations Charter calls for and has been since 1945. All of these regional arrangements are happening. There's a an effort to bring about a coup d'etat, is what actually the Davos people, the uh, World Economic Forum people call it. It's a kind of a silent behind the scenes where we have, I don't know what it is, like something like 52 heads of state and 600 CEOs that are uh, gathered in Davos that are plotting uh, to to be their self-selecting uh, mentors of everything that they want to have happen in the global government. And, and it's all just kind of moving in unison. But, but they can't do it. It's blocked by all our constitutional strengths. All right, let's go ahead and skip the break. Alex, your response to Dr. Bradley. I think he's right, but Davos 22 is upon us, sir. 
Yes, it is. And, and there's actually a direct relation between what just happened in Mexico City and what's happening in Davos. Um, if you read Klaus Schwab's book on the Great Reset, which I recommend people do, uh, it's a terrible book. It's full of garbage, but uh, we need to know what the enemy's doing, right? It's fun to explain. If you don't know your enemy and you don't know yourself, just give it up. You already lost. Uh, and in his book in, on the Great Reset, he talks about, you know, people are really mad about globalization because during the pandemic, you know, global supply chains shut down and they couldn't buy their cheap Chinese junk. And so uh, now we need an in-between solution, he calls it, right, as if uh, so national sovereignty was a problem. So he proposes the in-between solution is uh, the concept he refers to as regionalization as contrasted with globalization. And he gives the European Union as the premier example of this regionalization process. And he points to North America. And he says, look, uh, America, the United States, uh, Canada, and Mexico already trade so much with each other. They need to be more deeply integrated. And, of course, he didn't come up with this on his own, right? Klaus Schwab was actually recruited by Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger released a book in 2014 called World Order where he outlined exactly the same strategy. He says we can't just go straight for a world order. We're going to have to establish what he describes as regional orders uh, throughout the world. And, again, he cites the European Union as the premier example and then relate these regional orders to one another until they ultimately culminate in a one world order so that's the strategy they've been using uh, long before uh, kissinger put that on paper uh, the u.s state department put it on paper in 1962 um, in a report authored by lincoln bloomfield called the world effectively controlled by the united nations um, his task uh, he was of course a member of the council on foreign relations one of the most dangerous subversive organizations on our shores and he was tasked with coming up with a plan for how we could move from a world of basically sovereign nation states as we had in the early 1960s to a world effectively controlled by the United Nations. And uh, he pointed out that wars and crises are very useful for that, but he said uh, probably the fastest route to achieving a one world order controlled by the UN would be to establish these regional governments. So that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, the Africans are having an African Union imposed on them right now. Uh, Putin is building a Eurasian Union. Um, in South America, they're building the Union of South American Nations or South American States. It's called UNASUR or UNASUL in Spanish and Portuguese. Uh, Southeast Asia is being merged into the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. And so, uh, you know, anybody who looks at this can recognize that the entire planet didn't just wake up one day and say, yeah, what do we need to for? What do we need self-government for? Let's just merge into regional governments. Um, clearly, this is being imposed from the top, and uh, obviously the Great Reset is advocating this, Klaus Schwab is advocating this, and that's exactly what we saw take place in Mexico City, is another giant leap forward, uh, forgive the pun, in this agenda to regionalize government and undermine our national sovereignty through, uh, and, and you know, for people who haven't been paying attention, they've already created these structures. We already have North American tribunals that purport to overrule state and federal courts. Uh, we've already got North American bureaucracies. Um, you know, started with NAFTA, then uh, this was expanded under the USMCA. So uh, we're in a mess of trouble. But as Dr. Bradley pointed out, uh, none of this is constitutional right now. Right? Even if the Senate had approved this and ratified it as required by the Constitution, which they have not, um, this, the U.S. government cannot grant itself powers that it doesn't have simply by signing up to a treaty. Uh, Thomas Jefferson pointed that out. In fact, the Supreme Court reconfirmed that in 1957 in the case Reed versus Covert. So uh, this is a giant scam. These people need to be held accountable, and nobody should believe for one minute that uh, any of these sovereignty-destroying measures have any legitimacy. And they're using climate change now as one of the big pushes. They now say, just so you know, Dr. Bradley, that coffee, that's right, coffee is contributing to climate change now. As Al Gore says, the seas are boiling, Dr. Bradley. 
<laughs> well, well, you, you, obviously uh, the fools are in charge. I mean, the buffoons and baboons. You know, buffoons are kind of worthless, clumsy clowns, and baboons are a pack animal that's a predator and they make a lot of noise. That's what we've got running the world today is a bunch of buffoons and baboons. But, but yes, indeed, uh, and in fact. I would recommend to all the listeners and, and go to the whitehouse.gov and look up the the January 10th signing of this uh, agreement between the three amigos down in Mexico City and uh, and and look at what the climate change is in there they weave it into almost every aspect of what they're hoping to bring about and uh, they're committed again uh, to the Paris climate accord and all of these things are absolutely, completely, and totally devoid of any authority. As as Alex points out, the Reed v. Covert case was one of the few things that the Warren Court did wisely. I would recommend reading that. You'll cheer all the way through it when it talks about the limits and bounds, whether it's an executive agreement, which this might be considered to be, or a, a treaty. that uh, does not modify anything, any limits and bounds the Constitution puts on our government. There are checks and balances. There are separation of powers. It's delegated only to the degree it's delegated. The Tenth Amendment's very specific about that. There is no way in the world they can do, unless we're ignorant, stupid, or complicit and complacent enough to not stand in the way. If we act like it's true, sometimes they start saying, well, they're gonna, they've rolled over on this one. I just real, really briefly, I've got the United Nations Charter out, uh, Chapter 8, Article 52, Clause 1. Nothing in the present charter, this is United Nations Charter, precludes the existence of, a regional, of regional arrangements or agencies for dealing with matters relating to the maintenance of international peace and security as are appropriate for regional action, provided that such arrangements are consistent with the purposes and principles of the United Nations. This is all dovetailing into a global government process, whether it's the uh, rich and famous that are playing around in the ski slopes of, of Switzerland. And by the way, uh, you mentioned climate. That's my entree here. You can't deliver these VIPs around in an electric car because they are so prone to break down in the cold weather that they might not get to their meetings on time. And so here's another testimony of the foolish vanity that is possessing these people. Well, it's for it's for me and you. It's for thee, not for them, or whatever you want to call it. Right? That's the Obviously. problem with these people. Now, Al Gore's radicalism is on display at Davos, ladies and gentlemen. He got up and spoke and said the seas are literally boiling and everything else. Steve Bonta over at thenewamerican.com uh, has some great info on that right now, while Alex Newman and others are at the um, incredible... Uh, Reawaken America Tour. Uh, So there's a lot going on, a lot to keep track of all at the same time, uh, Alex. Speaking of that, the Supreme Court, they claim can't find the leaker. I don't buy it for a second, Alex. Yeah, I I don't either. Uh, I'm sure they know who it is. And uh, my guess is this was part of a much bigger operation than just one individual leaking. And maybe that's why it's not coming out. But, uh, you know, to go back to the climate thing for a moment, um, 
the the climate change narrative is one of the most important narratives that underpin this entire movement toward this one world order. Um, it, it's one of the few things where they can genuinely claim this is a global problem. And, and that's been their mantra forever, right? These are not problems that a single nation can deal with. Global problems require global solutions. And so that's why this is so critical to their narrative. But I just published a major piece in the Epoch Times uh, last week. I encourage people to go read it. You don't have to be a climate scientist to know that the people who are peddling this narrative at the highest levels do not believe it themselves. There's a very simple way for determining that. And, um, you know, I've been going to these UN climate summits since 2009, uh, fresh out of journalism school, and I've watched in horror as all this has happened. So I was in Paris in 2015 for the UN climate summit, and uh, you had Obama come up and say, I'm going to slash the CO2 emissions of Americans by 28%. Right? That was his uh, contribution under the Paris Agreement by the year 2025. Well, the Communist Chinese Party, uh, which already, by the way, was emitting probably more than double the CO2 that the United States was, came up and said, well, we're going to continue increasing our CO2 emissions until maybe 2030, at which point we'll consider peaking them and then gradually declining from there, we hope. Um, so, you know, think about this for two seconds. Again, you don't have to be a climate scientist. What is going to be the benefit for the uh, alleged uh, CO2 crisis of shutting down American industry, shutting down American manufacturing, and shipping all of that to China, where every unit of economic production is going to result in massively more CO2 in the atmosphere. Um, if you truly believed that CO2 was pollution, that'd be literally the worst possible thing that you could do for the climate. So obviously, the people who are engineering these policies do not believe CO2 is pollution. They're correct. CO2 is not pollution. It's plant food. It's the stuff we exhale. Um, I interviewed uh, Trump's climate advisor at a climate summit he and I both spoke at a few years ago. He said the planet is starving for more CO2, and the plants are designed to live in an atmosphere with four to five times as much CO2 as we currently have. So um, the CO2 is not an actual pollution. The people peddling this, in including Al Gore and the rest of them, must know this. Right? That's why they fly around their, in the world in their private jets without feeling guilty about it. Um, and so we, we've got to debunk this. We cannot continue to say, well, that's not a good policy for, for dealing with climate crisis. We just need to say loudly and clearly, there is no climate crisis. You people are liars, and you all belong in jail. You know, Sam, I said it uh, by, better myself, Dr. Bradley. Um, <clears throat> for a number of years, I, I spent, um, I was a department head and director in academe, and, and I had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with different well, preeminent people in the academic world, and, and while <clears throat> many of them fall real short of <laughs> truly um, understanding a lot of issues, that's the nicest thing I can say, I had some time one-on-one -on -one privately with uh, world-renowned upper atmosphere scientists. And uh, just, just like Alex is saying here, there is absolutely zero indication that any of the things that they're whining, crying, uh, wolf about any of these are valid for any any way, shape, or form. These scientists would would uh, privately uh, discuss it with me, saying they're they're completely they debunk everything. But here's what it comes down to: <clears throat> their opinions are being purchased, and their opinions that are being molded by the money that's being handed out. I had one scientist tell me that if he uh, was went public with the information we were discussing that he would never get another grant again. He would be completely shut off. His uh, gravy train would end. And of course, he didn't use all these terms. But uh, the, the big funding that he was getting for research, they're, they're buying the results of their research is what's happening through the, uh, the funding. And by the way, that's being done in many ways by 
by taxpayer dollars. And so you and I are funding our own demise yeah, with what is awesome? being focused on. It's absolutely Not. weird. Hey, let's get a final comment from Alex uh, from the Awake American Tour. we got to let him go at 30 after. Alex, final thoughts? Well, uh, I so appreciate you having me on, Sam. Thank you, Dr. Bradley. Always a pleasure to connect with you again. And, uh, you know, I will say for the, for the people out there who genuinely are curious about the science here, uh, for the last 10 years, I've been interviewing some of the world's greatest scientists on this climate issue. Uh, I can't encourage you highly enough. If you're actually interested to go look at, um, you know, I've interviewed scientists who served on the UNIPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, including some of their lead editors who will tell you and who, who told me on camera, again, you can go watch these, that this whole thing is a fraud. The UN is lying. They told them they couldn't publish this stuff in the UN IPCC reports, and they did it anyway. Um, I interviewed the head of the IPCC C-level section. He said it's all a lie. So uh, thanks for having me on, Sam. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Bradley. God bless you guys, and hopefully we'll catch up soon. Amen to that. Thank you, sir. Travel safe. I'm telling you right now, watch The New American, The Epic Times. All of Alex's channels, incredible reporting from Alex Newman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Dr. Bradley continues in seconds. His website is freedomsrisingsun.com. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. At their winter gathering on Capitol Hill this week, the nation's mayors delivered a message to Congress and President Biden, stop the flow of migrants and asylum seekers into our cities and give us the funds to take humane care of those who arrive. Illegal immigration is the top of the agenda at the U.S. Conference of Mayors meeting that ends today. The Supreme Court of the United States failed and still does not know who leaked the abortion draft ruling after the high court promised to get answers. In May, an online news outlet published a leaked draft of a Supreme Court opinion on a case that eventually led to Roe v. Wade being overturned a month later. It should be noted clerks and employees who were questioned only did so on a voluntary basis, and the justices themselves were never questioned. Inflation continues to strike out at Americans... More layoffs at Google parent company Alphabet Incorporated is in the works. Alphabet officials reported Thursday it plans to eliminate roughly 12,000 jobs, reducing its staff by 6% and marking the company's largest ever round of layoffs. March for Life is celebrating 50 years in 2023. This year's event marks 50 years since the Supreme Court's 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade, a decision that the court overturned in June. The theme for this year's March for Life is Next Steps, marching forward into a post-Roe America. Scheduled speakers include Hall of Fame football coach Tony Dungy and Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch who won the Supreme Court case that overturned Roe. In Washington, I'm Victoria Idoni. Eight teams remain in the National Football League playoffs with four games this weekend. Two will be played on Saturday and two will be played on Sunday. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? 
<laughs> That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. All right, all right, it is Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted Alex to be able to get uh, a little bit in about the event that took place or that's taking place now this weekend, really, uh, in um, Tennessee. Um, it's Nashville, Tennessee, the Awaken Tour, and, you know, hopefully people take back the information they learn and they don't just, you know what, meet greet eat retreat hopefully they take back what they learn and literally dig in at the local level the county and state levels to really push for real lasting solid uh, towards the constitution change folks that's what we got to have so we thank alex for reporting live we talked about davos a little bit but not near enough doctor um al gore's radicalism on display at this thing is insanity uh, you've literally got this criminal activity going on globally, uh, speaking against the United States and her sovereignty, really, is what's happening uh, at this Davos event by all participants, really. Well, it is a, a big uh, gang up on the United States kind of thing. It is every time you get together with these things, whether it's the Paris Accords or, or you're looking at, at some kind of United Nations something, the Ukraine things. By the way, the uh, the the uh, World Economic Forum, uh, Ukraine is strongly uh, uh, represented there, and they're asking for for the help of everybody in the world about to help their uh, regime uh, to maintain its power. I mean, everything is a beat up the United States, uh, virtue signaling, trying to get the United States into place, uh, doing what they need to do. Al Gore and his absolute absurdity in what he talks about, the boiling oceans. I don't know where he gets this. But um, can I go back just for a second to the bottom of the hour of the news break? There was something that talked about how these mayors are getting together and we got to talk about immigration and all this Bravo Sierra that everybody's waving their arms about. It's a big problem. But just for a moment, I want you to understand what our feckless leader... Joe Biden. Now, feckless, it's, go read the definition. He's, he's just, it's a very soft uh, definition of him. He should be more aligned with feces instead of feckless. And they're not, they're not related, by the way, even though they may sound similar. But the fact of the matter is, he's there, and, and this is the, what he signed. Go to the whitehouse.gov. And, and read about immigration and development, what they signed on to. Just very briefly, read a few lines. Today marks, that's the 10th of January, the sixth month anniversary of the Los Angeles Declaration on Migration and Protection. Okay, kids, how many knew about that? Think about what's going on behind the scenes. It's a bold new framework for regional responsibility. Okay, so these three countries made ambitious commitments under this Los Angeles Declaration, working together to advance labor mobility in North America, particularly regarding regular pathways and have been delivering on these commitments. 
Since June, Mexico and the United States and Canada have collectively welcomed record numbers of migrants and refugees. It goes on to say about, they're affirming our joint commitment to safe, orderly, humane migration under the Los Angeles Declaration. Just and let's be clear, they're doing it criminally because it's against the current laws of the United States, Doctor. It is. There's no question. These criminals need to be put in prison. They don't have the authority to do this. They're criminals that are allowing it. This is a this is a an impeachable offense against the the uh, executive. I keep saying yeah, this. Yeah, primarily I it's mean, Joe. But see, the Republicans don't have any guts. They're not even talking about impeaching Joe, are they? Really? Well, there's a couple little nibbling around the edges, but but listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but but as a They're group, going, they are not. You're right. And, and, but in this, going back to this paper for a second, that they signed on the 10th of January, they're expanding, I'm quoting from it, and promoting regular pathways for migration and protection. Okay, now, you need to understand, this incredible invasion that's going on right now is being fostered and encouraged by a feckless leader that has completely abandoned his oath to the Constitution. He's supposed to fulfill the laws that are passed by Congress. Congress, Article 1, Section 8, has the power to regulate these, these immigration and naturalization things. They have done so. We have the most generous immigration policies in the world, and they are, the wheels have fallen off. We have an invasion of 5.5 million people during the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency that have just immersed themselves in the United States. They're voting. Don't lie to yourself, people. They are voting. They're, they get a driver license, that's de facto citizenship. All of these things are happening. And as we look at this Declaration of North America, which is what they called this thing that they did in, in Mexico City, I'm just focusing on one thing. You get to the whitehouse.gov site and start reading what they have done just in this month. Just in this month. This isn't the only offense they've uh, committed and the only effort that they're making. And it's published right on their site I mean, to yeah. me, it's, it's in a way, he's a feckless leader. I agree with you when it comes to defending the Constitution, which he's sworn to uphold and protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic. But he's far from feckless when it comes to destroying the country. But they're openly even referring to um, Kamala Harris as the president now. I don't know if you know, but this Jean Pierre press secretary refers to Kamala Harris as the president amid the Biden document scandal. She's literally reading. She's not making a Freudian slip. She's reading and she refers to Kamala as president. This stuff is criminal, doctor. Well, yeah, there's no question about it. 25th Amendment hasn't been invoked yet. But the fact of the matter is that, um, well, let's talk about that document scandal for a minute. I mean, here's Biden stonewalling everything. Oh, he's put a, uh, a special investigator in the bowel somewhere of the Justice Department they're flipping through some of these pages and looking at things. There's Nobody's admitting this is another impeachable offense. This is probably the most uh, red meat kind of, of the moment. Because, look, this is where they attacked Donald relentlessly. Now when the shoe's on the other foot, look, right before the election, they knew about this. They withheld the information till after the election. Election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. And then when asked about it, Joe's like, I don't have any regrets. You guys are going to find nothing. It's a big old nothing burger. He has the audacity to say that. What are the Republicans doing? They're like, oh, we put good guys on committees. Okay. Yeah. 
Why don't you impeach this guy yesterday because the nation's at risk? Look, this is a national security crisis, doctor. It, it is, indeed. And, and you know, I mean, let's compare and contrast. Okay, we had Hillary Clinton with her uh, bathroom server that was all our high-secure State Department information was running through. I mean, I don't even know how we can go through this. I mean, having held security clearances in high-secure areas and everything else like that uh, from my youth, <laughs> I don't have any now, but, but the fact of the matter is th this is criminal. We knew the limits and bounds. Hillary Clinton did that in her bathroom with her server. I don't know if it was really in her bathroom, but, it, you know, that figuratively you can think of this. Uh, uh, but then you get a, Joe, uh, uh, a Donald Trump thing. Now, Donald Trump, I'm not saying he was uh, uh, justified in any of the things he did. We don't know enough about that yet. But he was president of the United States. He had the power to declassify any and all information that came across his desk. It could have been done based upon his He also his, had the power to go after Hillary, and he didn't do it. That's exactly right. But so here we have Bill, not yet, yeah, Bill and Hillary. I get them all mixed up. Anyway, so here we have Donald. He could have declassified these and taken them out the back door of the White House. I don't know what really happened. But here we have Joe Biden, who was vice president, who had no authority whatsoever to, to not only take this off campus, if you will, but he, he couldn't have declassified. He was totally powerless to do this. This is his attorneys have all but admitted he had criminal action in this thing. So what were they? They were in his garage with his Corvette. Oh, I had a, I had a lock on it. Hey, kids, it wasn't that long ago when I had the yeah, ability to the, get in. The, but the drug guy, Hunter, was driving the Corvette now, we understand, too. So how <laughs> locked was that, really, with the drug addict that basically was uh, involved with prostitutes? Lied about it, forced a DNA test, got caught with a love child, now trying to go to court, preventing the love child from taking the Biden name. These are the kind of securities we have in place, doctor. Well, here's the deal. This, these documents were heavily... Um, focused on uh, Ukraine. Okay, now yes, remember the, the Biden-Ukraine connection. I'm not just talking about the Hunter Biden. I'm talking about the Joe Biden connection and how, these, how he leveraged his office over that issue. He took documents. They might be exactly pertaining to this. There are documents in there about Iran. At, at the, uh, the Penn Library thing that they got, there were huge amounts. China contributed millions of dollars to the foundational establishment of that library and uh, there was china stuff in there now remember joe and hunter went to china they negotiated big dollar deals with the chinese now i don't know what all went on i'm just saying this is stuff that needs to be investigated here's the deal what if they had high secure in intel on china and 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 hunters there peddling it going you know I've got some information here. How much is this worth to you? Blah, blah, blah. And then we know the big guy got cut in for a top 10%. Who's the big guy? It's Joe. People need to understand this is a crisis of national security. It's a crisis of complete violation. And here we have Joe Biden stonewalling everybody on this. He won't even let journalists ask him questions about it. I've got uh, more in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live with the good Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this scandal with Joe and the documents. Joe says, hey, he's not really embarrassed. Joe says he's not really regretful. There's nothing there. It's all good. But the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a disgrace. Believe it or not, even CNN now airs damning report. CNN airs damning report. Uh, You know what? that Joe did interact with Hunter's business associates despite Joe's denials. Uh, literally, ladies and gentlemen, this is disaster, but it gets even worse. National security concerns over Joe Biden's classified document scandal just got much worse as two reports have now been released and emerged uh, that it took place. Hunter Biden, it shows him at the uh, Biden's Wilmington, Delaware residence. He was raking in millions of dollars from the Communist Chinese Party linked with business dealings uh, while he had access to the Corvette, to the garage where they have these classified documents, doctor. This changes the game. But Republicans, what are they doing now? As far as I can tell, doctor, nothing. You go to all the top news organizations and they're not drilling into this. They're not uh, gearing up to investigate. They're not, they're just like, hey, you know, McCarthy kept his promise to go ahead and uh, keep the good guys on committees. And uh, then they're like, oh, this George uh, Santos guy, he lied about everything and no big deal. And George Santos will serve on House committees despite all this, says or confirms Kevin McCarthy. George's mother uh, was not in 
<laughs> like he said. Okay, this is just insanity. They're not they even also, on the beat, Doctor. No, no, they're not. I mean, uh, they're they're so far behind the curve. It's it's amazing. Maybe the word of the day is feckless. Go look it up, everybody, and figure out what a kind of uh, worthless incompetence we've got generally here. Uh, sadly, uh, an awful lot of the Republican Party is very feckless too. They they will not appropriately defend the things that they took an oath to do so. But um, th this, um, let me just talk for just a second. I don't know how long we want to spend on this nonsense of this these documents. It absolutely is a disaster in the nation, and they're be they're stonewalling at every turn. They say they've got this special. Uh, investigator that's looking at it. So keep your mouth shut. He's going to find nothing. Everything will be good. Don't ask any questions. But uh, here's the deal. Maybe, maybe there isn't anything there. Let's just suppose. Let's say there's everything there. Let's just suppose. Could be anything along the spectrum. But just maybe this is a shot across the bow for Biden, for him and all of those that are thinking he's going to take the 2024 election because he says, I want it. Now, this may be an opportunity that some in the deep state are taking to say, because we see, honestly, we are seeing the, the lame brain media, those, uh, they call them mainstream, but they're lame brain media. They are even turning, to some degree at least, CNN, you mentioned that report, on Joe Biden. So I'm wondering, I'm just wondering, you know, qui bono, who benefits, that old uh, Latin term. Um, and and what it, it's one of those things where you have to kind of wonder what's motivating things that are happening. Some of these things are are just kind the of the Democrats want the first woman of the White House to be followed up by Michelle Obama. Well, that may or may not be true, and 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 let's pray that it is is not true. But the fact of the matter is, this may be something that they're saying. Look, Joe and and his handlers and those that are standing, you know. They're saying he ought to be, yeah, if he wants a second term, he ought to have it kind of thing. They may be saying, look, guys, this is kind of possibly a, a big, big issue. So why don't we pick somebody else? And and I think they're frantically looking around to who it might be. The new governor of, of Maryland is, has come up in, in a conversation, but we don't need to go down that path. But But there's a guy that's fully connected to the deep state and everything else about it. But the point of the matter is, they are possibly saying to Joe and his handlers and his supporters, look, this is not going to work out for 2024. Because anybody in their right mind, which I know there's not a lot of people that are left that way, anybody with more than half a brain, let's say, which I know there's not a lot left anymore because of brain damage for oxygen deprivation. But the fact of the matter is the reality that Joe Biden could run and win a second presidency is absolutely it, it, who, could, who would think that could happen where the guy has to sign the Declaration of North America we've been talking about with a crayon? I mean, I, I don't think he really did. But, but that's about where we are with the mental capacity. I mean, he might have used a red crayon because it was pretty. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is there, this may be a shot over the bow to say, you know what, we've got to find somebody else for the presidency. Well, and even if it is, though, what does that mean? Does it mean he gets impeached? Does it mean he goes away and, and Kamala Harris becomes an incumbent? Uh, does it mean that, you know, what, what good is all this going to lead to for Republicans, even if they do manage to stop Joe from his criminal activity? Well, See, we've put a... ourselves in a very, very compromised position. Kamala Harris is a flat-out known communist. Well, not only that, she's incompetent. 
I mean, and I don't even want to get into how she's held all, most of all of her offices as she was so-called coming through the ranks. I mean, come on, people. Understand that a party girl does not have a place in these, you know, august positions. And and you look at her, her cackling giggle and all that. I don't know if you even call it that. But but how does she handle the immigration thing? Total disaster. Anything well, she has she touched. Well, what if she takes Stacey Abrams on as her VP pick in the uh, commit election well, fraud? And you get Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams up there now. Well, th- sure. And uh, we could talk about Stacey Abrams. I mean, holy Hannah. This is somebody they've been grooming for so long, a perennial gubernatorial candidate, and she can't win in her home state. I mean, she's, I mean, you look at what's come out of Georgia in the past. I mean, Jimmy Carter couldn't win in his own state after his first election, for crying out loud. I mean, it's like, what, what are they doing? They're foisting complete buffoonery upon the nation, and we're stupid enough to buy it. And they get behind people. Well, we, you know, it's like Reagan used to say, uh, the 11th commandment is never say anything ill about a Republican. I mean, it was something like that. Speak no ill of Republicans or something. That's, that's idiocy. The party is not the issue. This is, this is life and death stuff for a nation. And, you know, when a nation starts to fall, they fall pretty fast. Uh, you look at what happened to Rome. With You know, you go back and read the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, these, these guys... They squandered. I mean, there was a pretty cool republic in, in Rome at one point. You know, the emperor takes over and, and the bread and circuses and, and the foreign wars and all of the debauchery. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is replaying in our country. And um, we, we read way too often Noah Webster's comments about the kinds of people we get when we keep caring about who we're electing. And we, the people, are really complicit because we're complacent. So, yeah, this, these, these things are big things. And I just can't help but wonder if the Joe Biden document thing isn't setting up someone else to say, I'm going to step in, I'm going to take over, I'm going to be the new emperor. It's kind of what happened maybe in a way when the French Revolution, the people got so sick and tired of the, the bloodbath, the debauchery, the, the complete heinous acts of everything that was going on in France. They said, please save us, please save us. And this guy named Napoleon steps out of the wings, and he says, I can save you, but you've got to give me absolute power. I need to be emperor for life. You know, and they said, please take it and save us. They gave uh, Napoleon the reins, and he led the uh, a bloodbath across Europe as he tromped around with his efforts to expand his empire. The... If people won't learn from the past, we're doomed to repeat it. And we see these things. I mean, I do. I look at history, and I try and collate parallelisms into different uh, concepts that are happening. And I see things playing over and over and over again. And, And let's kind of take this back to a spiritual realm. That's how Satan works. He plays the same game over and over again, and we as humans are stupid enough to step in the same traps. He's got the same traps he plays for each generation. No and, question. Uh, over and so, over and over. But you know what? Even Pope, Pope Francis delivered a profanity-laden speech to seminarians in Barcelona. He basically said, hey, you need to forgive everybody, even if they don't want to repent. And he uh, delivered well, a profanity-laced uh, message there. 
I'm just not comfortable with this, Doctor. (laughs) His holiness? Now, come on. Now, there are a lot of good Catholics out there that are very concerned with the man that's at the head of their church right now. And there's a lot of churches that we're concerned about that have got somebody there that's remaking it in their own image. And you look at the history and background of Pope Francis, it's like, holy cow, what have they bid off here? And um, and so, no, a lot of people that bear titles like His Holiness do not bear them worthily, I fear. And uh, the omnipotence or uh, somebody delegates to them that omnipotence or their flawlessness. And we continue to follow false leaders in many instances. We've got to get, you know, I, I could tell you a long story. I don't need to bore people with it. But I've had an adage for more than 50 years now in my life, it's been 50-some-odd years, get close to the Lord and stay there. It's eight words. It's easy. It's simple. Well, it's it's based upon personal focus and devotion. It and isn't kind of complicated, things. but it takes steady, consistent, hard work and humility. That's for sure. Well, that's the problem, is if we individually, in, or individually I mean, this is a heart-to-heart kind of thing with God. And then it becomes a family effort. This is a family project. Get close to the Lord and stay there. It's coming down to that. I think that the, the, the evil forces in this world are so highly organized, cleverly disguised, and powerfully promoted. We've been talking about people in high places in our government, this, this Davos thing with the World Economic Forum, the United Nations. I mean, we talk about religions, for crying out loud. And and I think that it really comes to, and this is where it's always been, although we've oftentimes, we've kind of, mm, I don't know, delegated or, or maybe reassigned or, or maybe offloaded our responsibility to someone else. Oh, my religious leader's taking care of that. I'm going to let the mayor take care of this. I'm going to let, no, these are individual things, and it begins with personal virtue. And, and Washington talked about that, public and private virtue in his in his uh, first inaugural address. And and we need to have public and private virtue, but it, it's one of those things. My old adage 50-plus years ago, get close to the Lord and stay there. I think the people have got to start doing that because no bumpy question. roads are ahead of us. By the way, the viral video about Greta Thunberg, the little autistic girl that promotes climate change and shames all the adults in the room, given carte blanche in the United States by the United Nations to scold the adults in the room. Turns out uh, this idea that she was being detained by the cops in Germany, it was all fake. They caught her on video laughing with the same people that they claim arrested her. It's all fake to promote a dishonest narrative, ladies and gentlemen. I just thought I'd make sure you knew that. Next hour, got another incredible guest. We're doing it all in seconds on your radio. Hour one on the can, hour two coming up. Check out Dr. Bradley's freedomsrisingsun.com website, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley. This is the broadcast for January 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome to the broadcast again, sir. Well, again, thank you, Sam. I appreciate always the opportunity. I have always got kind of this, um, I don't know what it is, an adage or an aphorism. Never pass an Oakman microphone when you can speak on behalf of the cause of liberty. And so this is a great opportunity. Um, you know, I, and, and maybe just uh, I'm going to bring something up totally off to- topic, everything we've talked about so far. But maybe we can mention it and and, uh, uh, and, and just see where you want to go with this. But, you know, the Biden ATF has just attacked the Second Amendment again. And uh, they're set for another thing. I, you know, if you want to yes. spend a little bit of time couple, on that. A couple of things to it. note on that is, yes, Joe Biden's attacking the Second Amendment. Uh, so are the folks big time in the great state of Illinois. The Constitutional yep. Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is working on training sheriffs because over 90 sheriffs are rejecting Governor Pritzker there. Uh, and um, we are going to have an event on March 4th in uh, Illinois. We're working on the location now. Colorado's close on the heels as well. The great state of Washington, believe it or not, though, 38 or 37 sheriffs rejected gun control and created a letter against it, Bob Songer, uh, Sheriff of Clackamas County, Washington, and a great CSPOA sheriff briefed us on that and sent me the letter. I still need to review it. I just got it. So there's a lot going on there, Doctor, and the battle over the Second Amendment is heating up big time. The Republicans seem to be derelict in, the, in their duty at the House. They're not even talking about it. Well, again, uh, last hour we talked about the word of the day is feckless, and uh, I'm just afraid uh, that uh, that those that hold authority are are afraid to stand in the gap, if you will. I mean, they're bunkered up and hunkered down for whatever political reasons. But the Second Amendment absolutely is under assault all across the nation. It's funny. It wasn't that long ago. You know what? Is it? Uh, we had uh, Heller case and the McDonald case. Everybody said, yeah, this settles it once and for all. It's an individual right. And, uh, yep, Supreme Court's ruled, we're done. It's not a, not an issue. But um, there has been uh, kind of a litany of assaults against it. And this, this one, the ATF, is completely uh, a, a frontal assault at the national level. And we got these Illinois things and these Washington things that you're talking about where the states are attempting to do it. And obviously California's big time in this thing, too. So, yeah, the Second Amendment... It, it, that's what that's what caused the Brits, the Redcoats, to march on the 18th of April in 1775, and and to uh, literally uh, the Lexington conquered greens and bridges and everything else like that. Good men died because of that. That march was to 
impinge upon the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, when they move and, to take the guns, it's the last straw the Founding Fathers decided. And, and that's the problem in America. We're seeing the same thing. And uh, besides folks like me and, you know, 90 sheriffs in the great state of Illinois uh, and 38 sheriffs in the great state of uh, Washington and, uh, you know, the CSPOA, Richard Mack winning over the Brady Bill, uh, over uh, Bill, uh, Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, the sheriffs are standing up, but not enough people are even aware this is happening. Uh, and the mainstream leadership of the Republican Party, I don't hear anybody even talking about this, really. Do you, Doctor? Well, obviously, no, I don't. And here's the deal. In this big, big, big $1.7 trillion omnibill that we're still figuring out what was in it, you know, for the, all the money, there was millions of dollars. I don't remember the number exactly. It seemed like it was $80 million that is there to bribe states to pass red flag laws in their states. What they're trying to do is get the states to do the dirty work. And uh, by the way, a Republican legislator in Utah, I, I, haven't looked, I haven't found it yet this year, but they're in session right now. But in a previous session, a Republican, uh, I believe he's a senator, uh, came up with a bill to establish a red flag law in Utah. Now, red flag laws obviously are are uh, basically a, a seize the f weapons and ask questions later kind of thing. Somebody says, oh, so-and-so, there may be a danger to themselves or to the community. And so they, they turn in some paperwork. and yeah, By the way, that was Donald Trump, my fellow Americans, that said yes. seize the guns, talk about it later. That was yeah, the, Donald Trump. He said we'll figure out the due process later. Kids. I mean, how many examples do we need to know before we know how feckless so many of the leaders are? But at any rate, this has been that was in the bill, millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars to bribe the states. And again, in Utah, the great red state of Utah, which the only color red, I think, equates to communism. But that's another story. But the fact of the matter is that they have been trying in Utah to get red flag laws passed. And with this extra incentive, hey, look, we got money. We can feed it the trough if we if we pass this bill. And so it's an ex parte hearing. That means that you're not there. Your attorney's not there. You don't even know about it. Your name hasn't even been, you haven't even had a suggestion. Your name's come up. They shop around and look for a judge, and the judge says, oh, yeah. These are the judges that always do it. The ones they know will do it, do it. And so they say, we got to grab this guy's guns. So they show up, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever. You stumble to the to the door in your pajamas. What are you guys here for? We're here to pick up your guns. The heck you say. You have a little shootout on the front porch, and you're dead. And that's happened before. It literally has. But this kind of stuff is being fostered all across the nation, and uh, you're just hearing about a few of them. But I, I don't know. This, this ruling that the ATF, B-A-T-F-E is the official thing, but... Uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Uh, by the way, Matt Gatz has put out a uh, a bill that he's trying to defund the BATFE uh, back in. And in I commend him for doing so. But you know what? It's easy to do this when you know you can get the votes in the House. You know you can't get the votes in the Senate. So you can talk and get credit for it like they did with the health care issue. You know, they were all about shutting down Obama health care. But when it came push to shove, they weren't serious. And it's easy to kind of do this, too. So on one hand, I give McCarthy some credit um, for trying to do this. On the other hand, I'm not so sure it's real. 
Uh, I'm sorry, it was Matt Getz, not McCarthy. Matt Getz yeah. uh, doing the Patriot Act. Hey, let's abolish this. Um, hey, they try to convert otherwise law-abiding people to basic criminals. Um, this is the problem, right? But I appreciate Gates doing it, but it won't really have any teeth because no one will go along with him on this. Let me give you the example. If we get Trump president, here's what Trump says. Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. You don't take the guns first and go through due process second. That is a violation of due process to do that very thing, doctor. Well, everything they're doing today is basically a violation of baseline principles. And uh, and so I, I just I look at what's going on in our country today, and it comes down to very often plain, flat-out ignorance by we the people. we Number one, we put the wrong people in office, almost across the board. There are probably some notable exceptions, but they're hard to find. But but we the people continue to sell our souls for a mess of pottage. You know, you think of the Jacob Esau kind of thing and, and uh, what got given away for a, a little bowl of soup and all that kind of stuff. Well, we're giving it away for a lot less than that. We get to keep watching our, our ball game on TV or whatever we're distracted with. And we never have to think about it. It's time. It's time to engage and start thinking about these things. Um, by the way, the, the, if the House refused to fund the BATFE, um, you know, because Article 1, Section 7 talks about how the money bills have to begin in the House, they refused to fund the BATFE. And then it went over to the Senate. The Senate obviously could amend it, put it back in. Then they got a reconcile the bills. They both have to pass the same bill. And it went back to the House to get passed, and the House said, the heck you say? We said we're taking out the BATFE. They could stop it right there. Or, you know, or the, the Senate could say, well, we're not going to go along with this bill unless you put the BATFE funding in. We got an impasse, kids. It's called a loggerhead. You guys, somebody's got to recognize this. So, so there are funding ways. The House can absolutely Take but care it requires of McCarthy and all the deep state criminals in the House to go along, at least enough to get enough votes. Matt Gates can't even get 20 people to hold out to stop the speaker. You're absolutely so right. I appreciate, Again, I appreciate the attempt by that? Gates. I'm not downing his effort. All I'm telling you is they don't have enough mojo, not even close. Who who do we have to fault for that? It's the, the voters. Big all time. the people that are putting in the business, they're putting, look at Utah's uh, congressional delegation. Everybody was lined up for Kevin McCarthy from the get-go. There was never a whimper out of them. So yeah, people in our home state are absolutely at fault for all of these kind of things that are happening.
Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. Check out his weekly webinars and Have more. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, yesterday we had an incredible discussion with Eldon Stahl with the John Birch Society, Brian Rust, and Kelly Finnegan with RustCoinandGift.com. We talked about a bunch of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the Honest Money Report every Thursday on Liberty Roundtable Live. We talked about the economy's melting down, Microsoft laying off 10,000 people to make the point. Microsoft has this new AI it's called Vol-E, I think is how you say it. It's a new AI that can detect and clone your voice within three seconds. I'd like to see uh, Microsoft's voice talk like me on the radio for a couple of hours. I'd like to see what the politics behind that AI would show. <laughs> and we really asked an interesting question that I want to ask you, Dr. Bradley, then we'll introduce our guest. <clears throat> we talked about money and we talked about all the meltdowns and manipulations and plan protection team and all this kind of stuff. And I asked a very interesting question. I want to ask you, when will the U S dollar and Charmin reach parity? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a, uh, a very interesting, they call them memes or what are memes? I don't yeah, know memes, what they're yep. called. Anyway, and it had uh, a guy and it had the different things for, you know, wealth, how wealth was measured, and, and the dollar was one of the images, and then, you know, it went to a toilet paper one, you know. <laughs> and and yeah, there was some other the things. That, so I'm asking when Charmin and the dollar are going to reach parity. And uh, Kelly's response to that is funny. He says, you know what, Charmin's better because it absorbs better. 
I have never tried the other product for what he's suggesting. But to tell you the truth, we are fast approaching that. And I I have a, a chapter in my book about the economics and freedom. And um, it's it's interesting how in Germany after World War One, uh, the printing presses ran rampant to the point that it cost eight trillion marks by um, I believe it was the eight uh, nineteen twenty two to buy one ounce of gold eight trillion marks and and it had been a hundred and seventy marks just after World War One, so they completely ruined it. It became as you point out a uh, kind of a commodity like toilet paper, but. Um, uh, but you mentioned this thing. I got. I can't let that go too. I mean, every time you mention something, I get a. I a know little it. Tweak All right, the brain, so let's but. let's introduce our guest here real quick, so he can jump into the conversation. Sorry for the slight derail. We got a guy by the name of Destry Griffiths with us, and Destry is um, the CSPOA's Utah State Director. And what our attempt is going to be is to start bringing on more and more people from the CSPOA board and more and more state directors from the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, just so you can hear more from them. Uh, Sheriff Richard Mack is our founder and chairman. He's the founder uh, of the organization. He's also chairman of the advisory board. I'm the CEO and on the advisory board. Uh, we have Brad Rogers, former sheriff on our board. We have Bob Songer, current sitting sheriff of Washington. We got Dar Leaf, current sitting sheriff of Michigan. We got Scott Williams, current sitting sheriff of Texas. We got Michael Pruke, a constitutional attorney, former county commissioner, ran for attorney general of uh, Maryland. We've got Sam Bushman. I'm just the redneck contributor that doesn't really have any credentials at all, except for I'm a nationally syndicated talk show host. Uh, I've been syndicated on the air for more than 25 years, and I'm an IT professional and have a little bit of organizational experience to run businesses. That's kind of why I sit as CEO. We've got Richard Vaughn, sitting sheriff of Virginia, as well on our board. And then we've got state directors all over the country. And Destry is our Utah state representative, uh, state director for the great state of Utah. Welcome, Destry. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. Dr. Bradley, it's good to be on the show with you guys. So quickly, well, tell honored. us a little bit of who Destry is, will you? Well, you know, I, I'm a Utah native. I, I grew up in uh, Parowan, and then I went on a LDS mission, and then when I got back, I went through uh, the Peace Officer Standard Training and uh, became a police officer uh, for Cedar City Police, and uh, I, I enjoyed my career there, and and uh, while I was there, you know, I, I kept on having people that were challenging me and, and uh, asking me about my oath and asking me and challenging me about the Constitution. And and uh, I thought that uh, by going through the police academy, I learned what I needed to. But I realized that all they taught was, uh, you know, state the statues. And, and I think that they went over the Constitution maybe one hour if if I can even remember that, you know, and they really didn't go over it. And so it was something that I had to dive into myself and, and start to research. And I was very naive and, and started to learn about the Constitution on, on the mechanics and um, started to realize that I needed to go back to the original intent, the original founders, um, where uh, the meeting of the minds happened. And, and so I started to research and started to realize that throughout society, we've kind of uh, disregarded some of what the founders had said. And so 
I thought that we were kind of on the wrong trajectory as as a country. And so um, at that point, I started to really get get into it. And I come across Sheriff Mack, started to read some of his books and some of the emotions and some of the things that he were see- was he that he was seeing. Um, I was also questioning, and uh, so you know, Sheriff Mack kind of was one of my mentors along with uh, Scott Bradley. You mentioned Michael Peroka, um that's on the board. I'm excited to hear that he's on the board because um, uh, some of my uh, research and studies went back to him. I, I've watched some of his videos and read some of his books. Um, I should say videos. I don't think I've I, I don't think I have read any of his books. But so I've I've had to uh, grow on a lot of what do they say that you you uh, learn from. The shoulders of giants, and so I've had a yes, lot. Yes, and of Michael Peruka has a lot of study guide material. So even though you uh, say maybe he hasn't, you know, you don't have books you can read. There are study guide materials, so you may have read a lot of his words. Yeah, uh, you know, as well. So I just want to clear up the confusion. It's not confusing when you say you read his stuff because his stuff is in study material form as well. So true, true. Yeah. So um, yeah. So there's there is a lot of people out there that know their stuff, and it's just. You know, if you go throughout life and you don't study or read history, you're going to kind of uh, become disconnected and you just go, you, it just seems like you just float through life without any issues or without seeing what the true purpose of um, what the founding fathers were trying to do, you know, and that was ch- uh, the checks and balances and and uh, keeping um, the uh, passions of men under control with, with uh, you know, it's kind of like um, – I realized that that you've got rules, and the and the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist books uh, or the papers were were kind of like <clears throat> um, the rules on how the Constitution was supposed to be uh, maintained. And uh, I don't see too many people. In fact, I've just started to read the Anti-Federalist papers, and I don't see a lot of people taking that time and effort in trying to. Uh, understand what kind of government we're supposed to have you know our government and country don't line up you know and uh, i think it was teddy roosevelt and even uh, i think it was mark twain that talks about you know patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it when it earns it and so you know our government is on a on a trajectory that is not cohesive to what the uh, the mission statement, the charter of of our country was founded on. So, from that, I you know I reached out to to uh, uh, Sheriff Mack and and uh, Rick Dalton and and um, after I retired from uh, police department, um, then at that point I I started to. Um, the new chapter and trying to get more and more people to understand what the uh, founding fathers meant on curtailing the the government here. So, yeah, I'm excited to be part of the team. Yeah, buddy, what do you think, doctor? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm not up to date. I, I may be completely off base on this. I don't know if you're a county commissioner or if you're running for it. And I update this on that a little bit too. I. I'm not in, fully in the curve on that thing, but it would sure be cool to have somebody that had a constitutional focus in a local government assignment. And so, tell us what's going on there. Well, I, you know, I, uh, 
while I was a, a police officer, I did run for the Enoch City Council, and I I was elected, and I was I sat on there for four years, and I enjoyed that. Um, I did run for county commissioner. Um, I my uh, can, the running mate, I guess uh, he ended up winning. Um, he was also a, a he, I worked with him on the police department, and uh, you know he's a good guy. Um, I would like to have um, been able to get on the commission uh, to be more focused on the Constitution and more on that role. But, but not the, I guess not this go around, but maybe next go around we can we can uh, maybe win. All right, Destry, well, when we get back. with us, ladies and gentlemen, can... a quick pause. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, FreedomsRisingSun.com, and Sam Bushman, along with Destry Griffiths. He is the Utah State Director for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Weather will be affecting roughly 7 million people today in the eastern USA as double low-pressure systems will be running up the seaboard. Zach Taylor, meteorologist with the National Weather Service. The major cities from New York to Boston uh, should be mostly a, a rain. If you want to see a lot of those uh, heavy snowfall totals, you have to go further inland. Yet another storm system is heading to the eastern USA. But we're watching another storm system uh, taking shape that could bring another round of heavy snowfall for portions of the northeast and New England uh, late Sunday into Monday next week. The Treasury Department began taking special measures to keep paying the government's bills on Thursday as the United States is against its borrowing limit. The debt ceiling needs to be lifted, but wouldn't it be a normal thing if we're $31 trillion in debt not to just give a blank check? Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, with the federal government maxed out with $31.4 trillion debt limit, the Treasury Department began their so-called extraordinary measures. These accounting maneuvers include suspending investments for certain government accounts that will allow the Treasury Department to keep paying obligations to bondholders, Social Security recipients, and others until early June. Rock and roll heaven just got a little bigger. 81-year-old David Crosby, the legendary singer-songwriter and founding member of The Birds and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, died on Wednesday. Just a song before I go. A manhunt is underway in Missouri for five escaped inmates, including three sex offenders. They broke out of prison south of St. Louis earlier this week. Michelle Beasley lives across the street from the detention center in Farmington, Missouri. It's scary, that's scary, that they're out here on the streets again. The inmates stole a gray 2009 Scion TC with Missouri temporary tags. This is USA News. Like bones, your teeth lose density and become weaker over time, which can lead to tooth decay. And that can make your visit to the dentist feel like this. But if you want your dental visit to feel like this, try Crest Densify. Crest Densify actively rebuilds tooth density to extend a life of teeth by remineralizing enamel. Densify from Crest, the number one toothpaste brand in America. Smile, Crest has you covered. 
Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. All right, we always have more to talk about when we've got time. And uh, really, uh, with all of the mud that's been thrown against the walls, I mean, you can see how this stuff is just, uh, we're in a target-rich environment. But uh, as we closed out the last segment, I I was going to make a comment about Destry and his run for for office. I, I was unaware whether he had won or lost on that thing. But the point I wanted to make was that we need good people to take that leap, if you will. That's it's a big it's a it's a big thing to put yourself out there like that, and uh, win or lose, it's an opportunity. And I've run I've run a few times. I've run for United States Senate a couple of times. I was a candidate for Vice President of the United States once. Three time loser, I guess you could call me. But but one of the things though is that it was an opportunity always to bring forth the principles so that people could could start thinking about them, which we do so rarely. rarely. So I'd let this topic go, but just three little statements that we need to understand. If we can save this republic, we must understand the past. And so I'll go to Patrick Henry. He said, I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging the future but by the past. We've got to understand that. In Shakespeare's The Tempest, he he spoke What's past is prologue, meaning it's an introductory to the future. And then George Santayana in The Life of Reason said, Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. This is the condition of children and barbarians in whom instinct has learned nothing from experience. So I'm so appreciative of Destry and his run for office. He, he probably feels badly he didn't... Uh, you know, make it in this time, as he said this time. We hope there'll be others. But the point of the matter is that if we continue to elect feckless people to office, we, we're going to continue to get what we've always got. And and we are in a dire strait in this nation because of that. So absolutely, we need to have an effort put into this to become Again, the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous nation on earth. And we can only do that by reestablishing the principles we originated on. So and Sam, we can only I, do that by electing educated constitutionalists to office. Thank you for running, Destry. Well, thanks. And, and you know, just like you said, Dr. Briley, I think that, you know, insanity is doing the same, same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And we, we do need to start at the local level. I think the local level has more power than they think. The state levels should take back their powers, and and the federal government needs to, you know, we need to put the kibosh on the enumerated powers and make sure we put the genie back in the bottle. But I know it's very difficult, but unless we get educated people on the ground level, it's it's going to be very difficult to do that. Unquestionable. All right. So thank we you were talking here. about gun ban issues uh, before Destry jumped on. 
And uh, I was going to introduce him and then jump into the gun issues, but it got a little uh, glitchy due to modern technology. Nevertheless, let's go back to this because there is a two-pronged approach to violate our right to keep and bear arms. Um, Biden pledges to take away guns. He reveals his true goal to ban most, if not all, guns. Now lawsuits challenging recent unconstitutional Illinois semi-automatic gun ban. Over 90 sheriffs pushing back in Illinois. And like I say, the CSPOA is going to have an event on uh, March 4th. Standing with the sheriffs, uh, rejecting uh, Pritzker, pushing to fire Pritzker over this. You know, look, he cannot violate his oath of office without having criminal charges filed against him. And that's what we think needs to to happen uh, here. Uh, But Dr. Bradley, you were kind of highlighting this. Uh, about this gun control. Look, the founding fathers drew the line in the sand when they came for the guns, sir. Indeed. And and honestly, there was a couple of runs at it by the Brits. I mean, in Virginia, they seized firearms and, and caches of firearms and components of, uh, you know, bullets and everything else like that. They were, the Brits had decided you could only have so much powder, ball and powder. That's how they loaded their guns uh, to be able to use for your uh, subsistence hunting. Uh, they couldn't have enough out there in the hands of the people that they could become, shall we say, independent and free. And so uh, this kind of led up to the thing on the uh, uh, thing at Lexington and Concord in 1775. But they drew the lie in the sand. And and today, the assault against our right to keep and bear arms, in spite of the well-worded and well-intended Second Amendment, are a full threat by the United States government as well as state governments. And this thing with the BATFE, and again, I know we've, <laughs> we've got so much to talk about, but, but they have come out in spite of what uh, happened with, um, oh, it was Obama's BATFE, I think, in, in 2012. They said, no, these, uh, these pistol brace, these uh, pistol stabilizing braces, they're, they're not making it a short-barreled rifle, which uh, for some unknown reason, 16 inches is the magic number. Anyway, we could talk about the stupidity of the whole 1934 act. But in spite of the Obama administration saying in, you know, just 11 years ago, oh, no, these these things, these pistol uh, stabilizing braces are not violating the 1934 act. Now they've suddenly come out with this. And and there there's an estimate of 40 million braces. These are just little things you can help attach it to your forearm to stabilize your your, your shooting. These braces, there's 40 million of them out there, and these people are becoming criminals unless they do all this uh, jump through the hoops, mother may I stuff to get the BATFE to approve you being able to have this little device that you can strap on your forearm when you're shooting. Um, 40 million people got to apply for this if they're going to keep the law according to the way it's now de- described in violation of Article 1, Section 1. Because it wasn't, it didn't go through the lawmaking process, which would have violated the Second Amendment anyway if it had gone through that. But they got to do the paperwork, get approved, pay a $200 stamp tax fee, and then you can have this little deal you can strap on your forearm. Woo-hoo! This is absurd, but it, it goes along with bump stock things, and everything that's happening is wheedling what away. What part of shall, shall not, not be, be infringed. infringed do we not yeah. get destry? Absolutely. What was that? The, was that what what part the of shall not be infringed do they not understand, sir? Well, 
I don't know if they do understand. You know, I mean, here you are dealing with regulatory agencies as well, and I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of regulatory agencies because I feel like that they've, uh, they make their own policies and circumvent the Constitution as is. So, I'm not a big fan of of the ATF in that regard. So, you know, they 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 have a different mindset than what elected officials because that's part of the bureaucrat that that we we see um you know sometimes even referred to maybe as the deep state so um i think that they're they're not they're an unconstitutional uh, uh um authority anyway so i don't know why in the world you know, we, we have to have them. Because anyway, we the because people it, tolerate it is why. What we need to do is follow that religious song, Rise Up, Doctor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, see, yep. all of this stuff, we're, we're, we're just nibbling around the edges that everything has been unconstitutional. I mean, these, these uh, regulatory agencies are unconstitutional. And if you go back to constitutional protocol, you look at what uh, John Locke said, for example, a mentor of the Founding Fathers. You cannot redelegate authority that's been delegated to you constitutionally. And Article 1, Section 1 says the legislature is the only one that can make laws. And, and Locke said, no, they can't say to somebody else, you can do that. But they have. They've redelegated that. Uh, Jefferson made a fairly expansive statement on this, too, that's that uh, we could deconstruct at some point. But the fact of the matter is they're doing this in violation of the Constitution, and they say, oh, it's not a law. It's a policy or it's a regulation. Bravo, Sierra. I'm going to no, call Bravo, Sierra No, it's the Supreme Law. People. Fire the criminals that violate the Supreme Law, ladies Absolutely. And Shut down the Absolutely. criminal agency called the BATF that had no authorization to exist uh, in the first place, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just bust out and get it done. But we're going to be going on uh, uh, <clears throat> March the 4th, to really drill into this and stand with the great sheriffs uh, and the people of Illinois that are pushing back on this. The Illinois Governor Pritzker says he'll just fire uh, the folks that don't go along. The sheriffs say the heck you will. Uh, it's really reminiscent of the Sheriff Mack win 25 plus years ago, Dr. Bradley. Sheriff Mack won, Bill Clinton lost, Bill Clinton threat to, threatened to arrest Richard Mack. Now Pritzker's threatening to fire the sheriffs. Uh, in his state, but when 90 of them plus get together, I think they only have like 102 in the whole state. So I don't know that he's going to. Ha- I don't know that he's going to win this one. I think that Pritzker is going to lose this one, Doctor. Well, here's here's the deal. I, states vary from state to state. The sheriffs, Sharif, and we could go into their history about how they were the the people that were protectors of their shire, if you will, and and th- that was where the title actually came from. But uh, uh, dang it, we got to take a break. Uh, so I'll I'll have to kind of see if I can remember what I was going to say when we get back. Yeah, well, let's come back about the Shire Reef, and then I want to highlight uh, a couple of other things about the state of Illinois. It's one of the weakest states on the right to keep and bear arms from a state constitutional point of view. That's why they picked this state to start with, by the way. They're evil geniuses in many ways, ladies and gentlemen. Destry and the good doctor back in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ. 
especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Okay, I know, I know, I talk way too much, and we got a great guest on with us today, but I just wanted to mention something. Sam had said something about the possibility of the uh, Illinois um, governor firing the sheriffs. And originally they were their, their locally elected uh, safeguarder of the people's rights. And, you know, we had sheriffs of Nottingham's and all that kind of stuff that uh, abused that power over the years. But, uh, but in different states now, there's a movement to take away that direct elected office from the people's right, and they're trying to get them state-appointed. I don't know what Illinois is like, but Illinois governor may be trying to exercise something so he could cleanse the uh, people's defense against their tyranny. And Illinois, as we were talking over the break, is one of the weaker states constitutionally in terms of the right to keep and bear arms. But it's an interest to you that 44 states have in their constitutions a recognition of the right to keep and bear arms. 31 of those states explicitly recognize it as an individual right and often mention self-defense as a reason. There's only six states that don't have this explicit recognition. But Illinois is one of the weakest states, and so the governor may be wanting to flex his muscle, but this is a, this is a warning to every other state. Do not allow the legislature of your state to defang, if you will, the constitutional uh, ability of a sheriff. And we need to make sure that we have local people that are defending that right to keep and bear arms and uh, any other thing. And when Mac won uh, on the Mac um, Prince case, uh, that, that has a, bro a much broader perspective the just the right to keep bare arms. It applies across the board. The feds no cannot impose this, any of their will, but, and have but it neither, neither can the states, and that's the part we need to understand. Correct. Yes, Illinois has weaker <coughs> guidance on this than others because in their state constitution, they talk about it being subject to police powers. And when you talk about police powers, it gets fuzzy really, really fast. But let me make something very clear. 
There are dual sovereignties in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. The states have broad delegated authority within the bounds of the state constitution. The general government has limited and defined authority, but there are two different jurisdictions that we have delegated or given consent for authority. We have defined the authority in both cases. Uh, however, whatever we delegate to the general government, like the right to keep and bear arms, that's the individual codified, acknowledged right. The right comes from God, not government. All the constitutions do is codify that and that they understand that it's a God-ordained, God-given right of self-defense codified in the Second Amendment. When the supreme law says you have a right to keep and bear arms, and that, will not, that shall not be infringed, the states have no authority to infringe that because that jurisdictional delegation was delegated to the general government, not to the states, to violate. Now, some would say the states can do whatever they want because the Constitution doesn't apply to the states. And my response is that's not true. And the reason why is there's delegated, jurisdictional, divided authority. And this right to keep and bear arms wasn't given to each state to decide. It was generally stated that, hey, you have a God-given right. Government acknowledges that right, and it will not be infringed. That supreme law cannot be violated even on a state's whim or a governor's uh, edict, if you will, or a legislative body that that engages in what the Declaration of Independence calls pretend legislation. Um, let's go to Dr. Bradley really quick on that. Well, yeah, I, you know, you've done a great job, Sam, and, and uh, I belabor a lot of points, and I, I guess I'll defer to the things you've said at this point because I know you've got a list of things you want to get through, and I do, wanna, do not want to infringe upon that any further than I have today. So <laughs> you're right. Let's just put it down. You're right. Yeah, and the problem is I want to get through all these subjects because, folks, here's the deal. We could drill into one subject and take five hours. We could extend the broadcast, take five hours, definitively cover it. But what happens when we do that is you miss so much guidance on so many other issues that you've got to be aware of. And so on this program, I know sometimes we go quickly from topic to topic. But my goal is to give you guidance constitutionally, guidance morally the rejection of partisan politics or the good old boy network or whatever. I want to give you guidance about a handle as many topics as I can, because then you're educated. If you want to dig into every topic more, that's great. But remember a lot of these topics we visit over and over and over and over. And when a new issue comes up, we have new um, responses and new information. And so over the last 25 years, you know, I know we're spending, say, 10 minutes on the Second Amendment right now. But over the last 25 years, I submit that we've spent hours and hours providing guidance on the Second Amendment. And so I don't mean to ignore things that are important, but I want to get to as many as I can, because otherwise there's nobody pointing out true north on those issues. Nobody, hardly, that I can see. So the Supreme Court, they say, can't find the leaker. I think that's a lie, number one. But the big reason I want to bring this up is not over that battle like everybody else wants, who's the leaker, whatever. I think the leakers, um, you know, whatever. But here's the point that I want to make. Whacked out Donald Trump now. And again, I praise Donald when he deserves it, but I criticize him when he deserves it because I don't pick sides. To me, you got to understand the issue. Donald wants to arrest the reporters, the publishers, the editors. He says, look, you got to jail journalists if they want to identify the Supreme Court draft opinion leaker. The blaze with that piece. Now, shame on the Donald. Folks, you can't arrest journalists for not. Now, you might be able to arrest government officials who won't break and tell you the truth because they're under a different mantra. They're supposed to protect America from enemies foreign and domestic. 
and leakers might be considered enemies, but you can't arrest journalists or get into the private sector and force them to tell what they know. At some point, the government has no authority to demand or force that. So when Donald wants to yeet the Constitution, shame on the Donald. When the Donald wants to just start running around arresting people as if government's godlike, he's off his rocker, Destry. I agree. I agree. I, um, I think that we just need to continue to uh, use reason and common sense. But that's the hardest part is that, you know, um, critical thinking has been kind of uh, drilled out of us. If you go back in, even into the education system, I think sometimes, you know, they're not teaching people how to think. They're teaching them what to think. You know, there's an agenda. And so because of that, um, just as you're talking about in your program, um, you know, we could talk about this all all day, but we need to have that guidance and those. And that's for me. I had to have mentors kind of teach me and show, show me where to look. And then as soon as I started to dig a little bit and go back to the original, um, uh, the original documents and start to kind of understand and read what they were saying, I kind of started to it started to help me see you know wh- why we're off track today. So. I, I do think if we go back to the genealogy of our Constitution, we can see that how they were they fought for those uh, inalienable rights against the divine rights of the kings, you know. And I think that we're back to that is that in today's world, you know, when when you talk about infringement again, you know, these these politicians kind of think that they um, can do whatever they want um, because we the people are not holding them accountable, and it comes back to. You know, uh, why are we in this mess? And it, it definitely is because of the politicians. But I think it also stems back to our um, not being vigilant and not being awake and uh, not seeing what the the politicians are trying to do and 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 try to snake away our our God given rights. So I, you know, I your your program is spot on and what you've both you and dr bradley have said i think that if people would go back and research their own you know their own self by um reading some history they'd they'd come to the same conclusion that we're talking about today dr bradley i say that donald's off his his rock on this man you can't just start arresting everybody because they won't tell you who the leaker was now you might get government officials and, and mandate that they tell you but you can't just start arresting people donald doesn't even understand what he's talking about well, his understanding of the Constitution is non-existent, actually, in, in every way that we ever can look at it. I've never seen him take a constitutionally correct perspective unless it was an accident. But the, the, you look at the First Amendment, for example. This idea of the free exercise of, of uh, uh, speech and press and people to peaceably assemble and petition, these were, were not put there to assure that pornography could be disseminated or that uh, vile and filthy things could be spoken. And that's what we're protecting now. It's flipped on its head. These things were there to preserve liberty. And and if you start uh, this pathway of arresting those that are speaking out against certain things or for certain things, suddenly you've, you've chilled the effect that they were there for. They are there to preserve liberty. If, in fact, for example, you and I come to hear about some stupid thing that I know it never happens, that violates our constitutional rights, our God-given rights, that's destroying our liberty, we have to have that right to speak out about that and not be infringed, not be uh, 
chilled, if you will, because of this. And that's what it's about. It has nothing to do with pornography or... Yes, yeah, so maybe we should arrest anything. the former president for even thinking he can violate my free speech rights. Uh, I'm just joking. Sports fans? I'm demonstrating uh, the uh, absurd uh. by being absurd. I would never want to arrest him for that. I'm just making a point. See how psychotic that gets? Ladies and gentlemen, it's insanity, and it's got to stop. All right, the Treasury Department just announced that we've hit our $31.4 trillion debt ceiling, uh, and the Republicans are going to save us, right, Destry? Heck yeah, we need to go uh, right and wrong instead of left and right, uh, left and right, right? Amen to that. Dr. Bradley, I submit to you that this is insane, and the only way to stop it is to start shutting down unconstitutional government agencies as fast as we can. We won't uh, be crossing any increased limits if we do that, uh, but if we don't, all they're going to do is hold out for a political theater show and cave and sell us down the river further if we're not very careful, Doctor. Well, it's, uh, you know, right now uh, I'm looking at the real-time national debt clock. It's 31, it's over $31.5 trillion. I'm not going to go out to the nth degree. So we have exceeded what they call their debt ceiling. Well, it's a facade. Every time we get to it, they scooch it, and they scooch it again, they scooch it again, they scooch it again. And, and I was just looking at a presentation I made about five years ago. The per, the, let's equate. Who knows what thirty-one and a half trillion dollars are? I mean, pretty serious money. That's all I know. But on a per capita, per citizen debt, five years ago it was only sixty thousand dollars. Now it's ninety-four thousand, over ninety-four thousand, approaching ninety-five thousand. See, that's the thing. In four years, we have, poof. I mean, it's just blossoming. And and everybody, oh, ain't it awful? We're all going to die. We're going to shut down the government. Blah 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 blah. It's a facade. We've got to say all of this unconstitutional spending has got to stop. And and we look and because at this is Solutions Radio, I want to say this. Shut down the government entirely and bring back only those items that you can constitutionally justify. Then we'll be in great shape. Which, well, yeah, the, the problem is that 60% of our current uh, budget is focused on what they call entitlements, not a one of which. 60% of our budget goes to entitlements, which not a single one of those is constitutionally authorized. So 60% of our budget, at least, is unconstitutional. The other things, there's some debate we could have on. I would say but it's we 90%, could get rid of it. I know I get your point. Destry yeah. Griffith, Utah State Director for the CSPOA, CSPOA.org. Thank you. We'll have you back soon. Dr. Scott Bradley, thank you as well. If you want to learn about his incredible collegiate series to preserve the nation or check out his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution and more, simply go to freedomsrisingsun.com. My website, lovingliberty.net, also cspoa.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we the people can save America, but you got to get involved and you got to do it fast. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>